0: Hi, I'm Jasmine Diavilar with Stand Up Mankato. Hi, I'm Anissa Omar with Ignite the Youth and Mankato Area Voices for Racial Equity. And this
1: is a new show from Triple Falls uh, with me and Anissa called "Let's Talk About It," where we will discuss a variety of issues like pop- like things in popular culture, mm-hmm. politics, um, and current events. Yeah. Uh, today we're actually going to be talking about allyship uh, since we are two main like some of the main organizers here in Mankato um, Mm -hmm. and also what's gonna happen post-election so stay tuned all right so Anissa we are both really prominent figures in the Mankato community as being black women and leading a couple organizations here locally Um, I was just curious you know in wave of George Floyd and Jacob Blake and Brianna Taylor and all these the social unrest that's happening in the country mm-hmm. what do you think you know allies people who are wanting to be allies and you know feel like enough is enough and they want to do something to help advocate for these communities what do you think is some of the ways that you know is helpful to especially as a white person coming into like a black space or under you know the organization of a black woman how do you think that they should take up space
0: or not take up space first of all i think if you're an ally you do not take away space like that is not the way in which you should approach being an ally but i also struggle with what allyship is or what it means Mm -hmm. um because to me it's it's you trying to give me a little bit of your privilege to assist the many barriers i face in life which can be a good thing but the way in which it's framed most times, especially mainstream, it's like a white individual stepping in to help black and brown individuals or assist them by giving up some of their privilege. I, I have trouble with that because we're still going around the basic reason as to why we need to address whiteness. Mm-hmm. Um, and as to why we kind of allow individuals to escape that form of accountability, I'd say I it's, it's, I don't want you to give me a little bit of your privilege. I want you to continuously work on dismantling whiteness. Therefore, right. we would dismantle white supremacy. Right. Um, and that's how I consider allyship. Allyship is not coming up to one protest with some cute little signs. Allyship is being in the front lines right. when things are really about to go um go down with the police state we currently or we have been living under. Um and and Mainly, you need to open up your purse. That's that's what I tell everybody. You need to open yes. up your purse and donate, not to big nonprofits, um, but donate to grassroots organizations, mutual aid projects. Honestly, donate to individuals you see that are houseless on the street. Like it's, exactly. it, it's the way I've seen people treat individuals that are homeless. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't give them a twenty dollar bill because we don't know what they're gonna do with it. It's it that. That in itself is exactly and yeah i think part of
1: allyship too recently is just like a form of making themselves feel good mm. that they're doing something yeah. to like advocate even though what they think is advocating might be detrimental to the movement and you know not only redistributing your wealth is one of the most important things that you can do as an ally you need to also allocate those funds to organizations that actually use that money and that's actually going to go towards making the movement better and work better Mm -hmm. uh so you know donating to the black lives matter page that's not even run by black people anymore you know and being aware of (laughs) where to donate a lot Mm -hmm. of the times it's going to be the mutual aid it's because we the community people the local people are the ones that are actually making stuff happen on the ground and especially on the front lines like with George Floyd in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. My friends were the ones that were out there on the front lines. My friends were the ones that were medic aides and, you know, buying all these resources for Mm -hmm. everyone and redistributing the wealth. I was taking money, money from, you know, local friends here in Mankato and driving supplies up to the cities. And I... Like, that's the work that I do because that is what I have to do because that is my community that is struggling right now. And, like, for allies to, you know, try to come in and say, like, what can I do? What can I do? Part of that is listening. And I'm going to tell you, you know, most often the community is going to tell you what exactly they need. And oftentimes it's going to be to give me your money, you know, because if you're not, you know, in allyship too, like, there's a place for everyone in a movement and mm-hmm. it might not always be frontlining. Yeah. And that's okay. hmm you should want to do that work and if you are able to you should put your physical body in front of black bodies in those cases especially on the front lines of like riots and things like that but if that is something that you cannot you know bring yourself to do opening your purse is definitely one of the main ways to do that and to make sure that like you're funding actual people who are on the front lines um I would also say that allyship is you know, showing support and just saying, like talking to your actual friends that you have in your life, like what can I do to help support you? And I know, you know, back in June, you know, I had a lot of individual friends, especially white friends feel guilty and text me and say like, hey, I don't know what to do. And I I can't imagine how you feel and all these types of things. And like, I stand with you. I can never feel your pain, but I stand with you. And it's like, that's, you know, that's oftentimes not helpful. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially to keep me you know, at the energy that I need to have to run protests and organize and keep doing that stuff like sweet little messages is not what is going to keep me going. I need actual financial support. I need actual bodies there to support me. And I need, you know, like depending on what kind of, you know, movements that we're trying to, you know, put forth with you doing like uh, trying to get ourselves out of schools. we need your, you know, we need your actual physical bodies at these meetings. We need you to be emailing Mm -hmm. people. We need you to be calling people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have been doing those things like, but mostly towards, you know, this end goal of like, let's get Trump out of the office. And that's not the goal right now. The goal is dismantling white supremacy. It's to actually hold police, uh, the police force accountable. And right now we're not even seeing that, you know, a, a lot of what the work that grassroots organizations have been doing over these past few months are being backpedaled. And we see that here right in Minneapolis where, you know, all this social unrest started. And so being an ally is not just about, you know, saying like what can I do, reading your books and Mm -hmm. it's about doing your own research before asking questions. Mm -hmm. It's about showing up physically into the, you know, in, into the space while not taking up that space yeah. so that's kind of what that means for me as like far as how people can support me when i've been doing all mm-hmm. these organizing um but like for you like what do you what do you think is helpful in your situation
0: honestly it's it's the showing up part mm-hmm. but i would also like to touch on what you stated earlier it's it's the young individuals that are on the front lines that need that support mm-hmm. financially and what we see looking at what followed after the unrest in Minneapolis and all across the country and globally as well is these big nonprofits um, gathering so many funds. But you see, especially young individuals up in Minneapolis, passing around the same twenty dollars, creating GoFundMe's right. to survive. Right. And also accountability. You mentioned you mentioned police accountability, mm-hmm. but accountability to these organizations right. that claim who want to end racism that claim to be invested in the liberation of black and brown individuals. What does accountability look like for them? And that's, and the thoughts and um, listening and learning mm-hmm. is like the new thoughts and prayers. Like, right. I don't-
1: Yeah, I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm trying and it's like, yeah, but not hard enough. And and I don't need you in my
0: inbox with your white guilt telling me you're listening and learning. (laughs) I need you to open up your purse and I can tell you where to donate to and what you can do with those funds. Exactly. And I can tell you which
1: email to email to Mm -hmm. which person to call when I need you to actually show up and advocate for black lives, because it's not just about, you know, so many of it too. And I've also experienced some friends like, or people feeling the new allyship
0: Mm. fatigue, Girl. girl you 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 went to three protests and you're and tired now you're tired <laughs>
1: take a seat like which with the george ford protest here in mankato we were out there every single day mm-hmm. and when i wasn't there i had people that supported me that could continue on without me and that was you know a good example of being an ally is mm-hmm. like you know not taking up the space but being able to you know you know, keep the momentum going with the movement. But, like, to hear some people say, like, oh, I don't feel like going, or I don't feel like going to the bridge tonight. And I'm like, Mm. you think I feel like going to the bridge tonight? (laughs) Like, I put myself in danger every day that I go there. Mm -hmm. I'm fearful of my life because I know that, you know, since you know, everything that we've been doing here in Mankato, people know, Mm -hmm. and they know that we meet on the bridge and they know what I look like because my face has been everywhere and it has been the face of the movement. And I know that I can be targeted.
0: Yeah. And it's not even targeted by community members it's being targeted by police and surveilled by police.
1: Exactly. When you
0: carry things that go directly against their being mm-hmm. and questioning their authority and their power and the way in which they utilize that, right. that puts you in harm's way. Exactly. So it's, it's the community members that you have to protect yourself from, but it's also protecting yourself from the state or state entities such as police in a small town right. that is majority white.
1: Yeah, and they'll try to control like where we do our protests, mm-hmm. what path to take, uh i'm not gonna stand on the sidewalk i am going to march the streets and i'm gonna make my voice heard and you're not we we, we
0: taking up sidewalks what what are we protesting yeah like what (laughs) is the point personally that's how i i imagine i uh, yeah that's what i'm not understanding but also uh sidetrack a bit like allyship is not weaponizing black voices against black bodies because mm-hmm. i see that a lot on um social media when they when i see white individuals saying oh they're not going to vote to other black individuals mm. who are choosing not to participate right. in the electoral pro- process who are choosing to disengage from the electoral process because they no longer feel as so though that is a path to liberation right it's saying oh well lebron james and barack obama and all these other black leaders who you know, deserve to be <laughs> dragged for right, right reasons. I'm yes. sorry, they do. Yes. Uh, um, on how they maintain capitalism, on how they maintain patriarchy, on how they maintain sexism, and mm-hmm. how they are invested because they are profiting off of anti-blackness in all of its forms. But that's gonna that that can be another conversation. Yes. <laughs> but weaponizing that, like, how dare you? I, I see white individuals attacking black organizers or just black individuals on Twitter who are saying, how dare you not vote? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is or do you not care. I- about about black or why and we brown individual right
1: or why we don't like joe biden or kamala or mm. whatever her name Coppola. is kamala harris <laughs> like <laughs> uh yeah you know and like you shouldn't judge a black person for how they feel or how they wish to participate mm-hmm. when Honestly, this election is not going to liberate any of us. It, it, it's it is not. not.
0: It's not going to give you that liberate. It's not going to be that magic wand where you're going to wake up the next day following the election and everything is going to be fixed. Because if you read history books, if you continue to learn from revolutionaries, you know that electoral electoral politics has never been for black people, will never liberate black people. I, I understand individuals utilizing that as a mode of harm reduction and that in itself can be questioned mm-hmm. um, or as a path of lesser of two evils. I, I can understand that. But it's weaponizing the weaponizing black voices or black leaders who have passed against black individuals is, is something that does not and will never sit well
1: and it's so not relatively. that black
0: people don't participate in voting we do uh-huh. we
1: are they're like every step of the way like our voting is tried people. to be suppressed <laughs> like you're really coming at me you should come at the the
0: white individuals the 51 percent
1: of white women that uh-huh. voted for trump that, those <laughs> yeah. are the people you should be talking and texting yeah. to and you know whether we participate in the election or not like I feel like especially with this election following even if biden wins Mm -hmm. that i feel like even more so we have way more work to do to hold them accountable because there's just not not,
0: white people are not going to be out here as they are currently they are going to think everything well i i can't paint everything with a broad brush but i will (laughs) most white individuals are going to think are going to be like okay well we accomplished that Mm -hmm. but it's it's it changing faces of systems that have been here forever is not going to liberate. It's not going to change. It's not going to bring about equality. It is not going to bring about equity. And so understanding that and understanding that how are we going to organize against these entities or against these very beings? Because I see individuals being dragged now mm-hmm. for calling out the track record of both Joe Biden, yep. of both Kamala Harris. It's, it's, if we can't hold them accountable and they haven't even went into office yet, how are we gonna hold them accountable once they they are in office? And an organizer up in Atlanta stated very eloquently that accountability takes three C's. It takes commitment, it Mm -hmm. takes consent from both parties, and also takes community. Right. I am not in community with Kamala Harris. I, I am not sure in community not. with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I do not have access to them. They have access to weapons of mass destruction. They can do. They can send someone right now to do as they please with me. You know. I. How do you hold individuals like that, if they are elected into office, accountable? And and how come we are being attacked right now for stating their track records? Is, is, yep. is that not a part of accountability? And even further, um, going back to what you said, police accountability. Mm. Like well, Kamala. Oh, but also, what we've seen locally with organizations, with organizations removing individuals for calling policing out, right. is something. If if you're invested and you say you want police accountability, right, and then you're removing the very individuals who are working to hold them accountable and calling them out, it it's the cognitive dissonance it's it's really that for me with a lot of black individuals i see with a lot of individuals right now that are trying to lead this movement it's Mm -hmm. it's it's the policing that's so ingrained in their minds that they have to control individuals and the way in which they think
1: or let's just talk about the fact that you know two of one of the like few black radicalists in mankato have been pushed out of many conversations about the community policing and but, but I mean, we can you know, we can talk about it. But you know, like going back to just like the election and everything, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we should be happy that a black woman is going to be a vice president. All like all skin folk are not kin folk, mm-hmm. and Kamala Harris is responsible for a lot of black men being incarcerated. Uh, excuse so me. So we she, need to keep
0: them accountable, and like, yeah, she's responsible from removing. Students um, from kids away from their parents with the truancy stuff that she did with school. Yep. She is responsible for locking up black men for marijuana charges and then going on radio laughing about how she herself participated in that very act as she was growing up up mm-hmm. she is also has perpetrated gender vi- gendered violence by placing transgendered women into men's prison and if we cannot label that for what it is you are not asking for accountability you are asking for silent fans and silent support exactly. to go vote and and it's 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 not saying that us stating these facts are us choosing to ignore everything Donald Trump has done. That's not what it's saying, but it's saying we can't hold these two truths that Donald Trump, as it is right now, horrible, but I'm saying our condition, our material conditions will not change or will change very little under a Joe Biden and Kamala Harris presidency, because what she's shown us as a Senator, what he's shown us as a Senator and vice president is that individuals are continue are going to continue to be, um, they're going to be backtracked. We're going to face the same violence that we see, the same violence we see from the police, same violence we see from the state. It's it's not going to change. Joe Biden himself said that he would like to invest more in local police. Girl, he. So, <laughs>
1: you know, like they are not for liberation. Mm-mm. They're but, for
0: capitalism. They're for yeah. those big corporations that have have them bought up, continue to have them bought out. And it's, it's when do we as black individuals say, seeing black faces in high places is not something that we are going to aspire to anymore no it's it's how do we say that one black individual is is representative of an entire black and Im- that's community. the same thing
1: with tokenizing black women yes like we can definitely talk about that as well because like just to have kamala harris as a face to just show off like oh we have a black woman therefore you should be happy right and it's like No, she is probably going to do more damage because Uh she actually, those two are involved in a lot of the policymaking that has, you know, disproportionately affected black people. And it's like, I I think we're even in more, like, I would say more, we're going to have more, like, pushback Uh in a Biden and Harris presidency
0: than Trump and i think that pushback is going to come from black organizers and black and brown organizers that see this i think a lot of white liberals are going to tap out of this work once Mm -hmm. they achieve their ends which is biden and kamala being elected
1: so if you're trying to be an ally you're gonna have to do more work than that honey this election ain't it (laughs) this is a marathon
0: (laughs) honestly (laughs) like like we didn't even start yet (laughs) it's 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 yeah it's gonna go way beyond that i'm sure Now that we covered what allyship means and what happens next regardless of who wins, um, do you mind Letting them know where they can contact us, so they can um, send us any questions or concerns they may have that we can answer here.
1: Yeah. So our email is let's talk about it pod p o d twenty at gmail.com And yeah, you could definitely like ask any questions or Mm -hmm. offer any uh you know. And also, what kind of yeah topics? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want us to talk about? Um, We obviously can talk about a lot. Yeah, (laughs) we can go all all day (laughs) long. But you know, I think it's important to hear from Black women, especially Black women that are involved in this movement right now and so what questions do you have for you know people like us Mm -hmm. um respectfully (laughs) and we'll see you next time
0: i feel like i'm your
1: backup singer yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god okay i have to sing our intro song what's our intro song we gotta like
0: yeah i'm still off beat (laughs)